हेलो वेलकम डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह डिसाइड टुडे इन यूनिट 16 इंडिया वी आर गोइंग टू कंटिन्यू आवर लेक्चर ऑन द टॉपिक पोस्ट इंडिपेंडेंस फेस ऑफ डेवलपमेंट एंड फाइव ईयर प्लान्स वी आर गोइंग टू स्टार्ट द लेक्चर विद एनुअल प्लान्स 1966 टू 1969 During the 50s and 60s, there was a stable government, thus paving the right way for planning and development. However, Indo-Pakistan conflict in 1965, two successive years of severe droughts, devaluation of the currency, general rise in prices, and erosion of resources available for plan purposes delayed finalization of the fourth plan. Therefore, instead of fourth plan, three annual plans were formulated between 1966 and 1969. Fourth plan, 1969 to 1974. The fourth plan lay emphasis on improving the condition of the less privileged and weaker sections of the society through the provision of employment and education. it aimed at raising the standard of living of people through various programs to promote equality and social justice the next plan is fifth plan 1974 to 1979 during this period the economy was facing severe inflationary pressures though the major objectives of the plan were to achieve self reliance and to adopt measures for raising and consumption standards of people living below the poverty line emphasis was also put on bringing inflation under control and to achieve stability in the economic situation now the next plan is sixth plan 1980 to 1985 The sixth five-year plan was formulated after taking into account the achievements and shortcomings of the past three decades of planning. The main objective of the plan was to remove all of the poverty. Therefore, the strategy was adopted to strengthen the infrastructure for both agriculture and industry. there was also an emphasis on increasing opportunities for employment especially in the rural areas now let us discuss the next plan that is seventh plan 1985 to 1990 the main objective of the seventh plan was to provide employment opportunities and to raise productivity as well as the growth in food grains production with an emphasis on reducing poverty and improving the quality of life in the poor villages and towns eighth five year plan 1992 to 1997 and ninth five year plan 1997 to 2002 though the seventh five year plan went uninterrupted there were unstable political development such as the assassination of former prime minister shri rajiv gandhi etc 
resulting in short-lived government and economic crisis due to the shortage of foreign exchange. The eighth five-year plan was therefore launched after return of normalcy in 1992, with its emphasis on generation of adequate to near full employment and by the turn of the century and to achieve the self-sufficiency. The eighth plan was initiated against the backdrop of introduction of economic liberalization and structural adjustment programs. This plan proved to be a turning point when the role of planning in development was questioned and analyzed from various viewpoints. Therefore, the ninth plan was formulated viewing the role of the state and the private sector as complementary and both were considered essential. The plan had accorded priority to agriculture and rural development with a view to accelerate the growth rate of the economy. Now the last 10th five year plan 2002 to 2007. Presently the 10th five year plan was in operation with its emphasis on the expansion of social and economic opportunities of, uh, for all individuals and groups with reduction in disparities and an indicative target growth rate of 8% per annum. As mentioned earlier, many changes in policies and programs were introduced keeping in mind the needs and demands of the situation. These reforms to be precise can be summed up by the notion of liberalization, privatization and globalization. Now let us start the next topic, the present scenario, liberalization, privatization and globalization. India opened its economy in early 1990s by adopting new economic policy and EP and structural adjustment programs. Although there had been attempts for liberalizing Indian economy in 1980s, it was only from 1991 to 1992 that the government of India had been implementing in earnest a fairly comprehensive economic reforms program under the compulsion due to the balance of payment crisis, which forced the country to seek financial assistance from the International Monetary Fund IMF. The then prevailing perception among the international financial bodies with regard to the payment crisis among nationals was that it was due to the faulty microeconomic policies that the respective country had been pursuing. They pointed out that the growing inefficiency and non-competitiveness of the country's products was due to the subversion of the market forces, which resulted from access of government controls and quantitative restrictions and the predominant position assumed by the public sector in the economy. India too was following similar economic policies 
the problem faced by the country was sought to be solved by macroeconomic and efficiency promoting policies towards this direction in the year 1991 india adopted the new economic policy which promoted opening up of the indian economy through the process of liberalization and privatization this in turn accelerated the process of globalization of the economy and led to a closer integration of indian economy with the global market the new economic policy of 1991 included standard structural adjustment measures including the devaluation of the rupee increase in interest rates reduction in public investment and ex- expenditure privatization along with its priority according to profitability in running public enterprises reduction in public sector food and fertilizer subsidies increase in import and foreign investment in capital intensive and high tech activities and abolition of the cash compensatory support for export a fairly rapid transition to a more or less market driven exchange rate system encouragement of the inflow of foreign capital through opening up avenues for foreign institutional investment and considerable relaxation of controls on foreign direct investment significant scaling down of net central bank credit to the government to meet its financial requirements and the large measure of autonomy granted to the RBI for maintaining the country's internal and external balance there was also abandonment of the import substitution policy and faced liberalization of trade the effects of which primarily was on composition of domestic production and absorption a more market friendly system was put in place after the initiation of reforms in 1991 except for a few strategic industries the government license system for establishment and capacity expansion was a- abolished international trade was liberalized to promote the competition and efficiency by removing almost all the important quota except for consumer goods and reducing tariff rates to moderate level foreign investment was promoted to modernize technology and take advantage of global division of labor here we want to close this lecture thanks for listening